0: To still buffering a cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy, and I'm Taylor
1: Smurl.
2: And this is my big lab water bottle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you started us off
1: with a big old slurp there. I don't know
0: why it. I don't know why it does a. Oh
1: no! Don't oh, do that. Oh, why does no, it do that? No. Don't
0: do do that in why the does listeners. it make that noise? After listeners I... want to hear. Why does it make that noise after I d- I just take a sippy? I don't know. Oh, there's something wrong with the
1: suction in there. You know, I, don't, I, don't no, I, don't, I don't know. This is my that. emotional support water bottle. This is uh-huh. anti-ASMR now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make the worst <laughs> sounds possible.
2: <laughs> hey, Riley. If you're gonna spew, <laughs> spew in this. <laughs> then I needed to hand you a little paper cup, but I don't have one. <laughs> I was just prepared. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. It doesn't work as well, though.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> I have an empty Diet Dr. Pepper can here. I don't want that. That'd be a trick. That'd be a trick. <laughs> <laughs> we have a no-spew guarantee um, for this uh, podcast. Yes. yes. So,
1: slurping, spewing, good stuff. Good stuff so far, y'all.
2: Yeah. Great. We're doing great. All the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the sounds you can possibly make on a podcast. Um, uh, Riley just needs some french fries from Taco
1: Bell. I just want nacho fries from
2: Taco Bell, and I'll be great. That's all I want right now. That's mm-hmm. all I've been thinking
0: about since I woke up at 8.30 this morning.
1: Riley had a big fancy party last night. <laughs>
0: yes, it, it was. It, I should clarify. It was a nerd party. So it's not like it was a wild rager. It was the annual symposium we have for our scholarship event. That's just like all the people in the scholarship program and alums and professors and faculty members. Um, that We have a big fancy dinner. It okay. was that kind of event. It's not a rager. But no. I'm in the graduating class. So it was like, our symposium because it's like planned by the seniors and it's about us so it was our symposium and I hung out with the other seven people in my class afterwards and we just were all reminiscing on the good times and the memories and then while we continued to have some bevrages
2: (laughs) bevrages bevrages (laughs) bevrages (laughs) this is a new one for me yeah bevrages Mm -hmm. thank you no, uh, it was a, it was a, uh, I mean, sort of, it was a, as fancy as events get here. In Huntington. In Huntington.
0: Yeah. We were uh, like, where's the fanciest place we can pick? Ah, the country club. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right there on a golf course. Yep. That yep. Fancy. Literally right in the middle of it. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's, fa- it's as fancy as we get yeah. here.
2: There were, there was like chicken and ham, so... <laughs> And meatballs. This is West Virginia Fancy. You could have chicken, ham, or meatballs. Oh, wow. (laughs) Your kids loved it. There was a pasta bar, so my children were, yes.
0: And there were two different kinds of spirally noodles, and they Mm -hmm. let the little kids go up to get their food first, and Charlie wanted me to go with her to get her food, and she could only kind of see up to the buffet table, and I was like, all right, Charlie, there's two shapes of noodles, but they both look the same. Like, they're both plain. Mm -hmm. So, which one you want? And she said, which one's spirally? he said, well, I hate to break it to you. They both are. Because one was like the actual like rotini, mm-hmm. like the like little screw looking like spiral. But yeah. one was like a big, what's the one that's like a double macaroni? Like if you took two I know macaronis and like kind of made a swirl out of them. I know what you mean. <laughs> this is good. Is content. that rigatoni? No. no, that's just a tube. <laughs> I have no idea. I know what you mean.
2: It's like a big macaroni. It's
0: like a big ma- It was just both of those. And they both were spirally. And she said, well, give them both to me, of course. Yeah. So I did. But she only ate one shape. They both were buttered noodles. But she said, I only like this kind. And I said, you don't like the other shape of plain buttered noodles? And she said, I would eat them if they were the last noodles on earth. <laughs> <laughs> she said, if it was just me and these noodles, I'd eat them.
2: just me and these noodles did you also see their reaction both of my children when they saw that the pats of butter were Were shaped
0: shaped like roses (laughs) they were like look mom the butter's a rose Charlie was just standing there pointing going what is that what is that what is that and I hadn't gotten down there yet I was still putting stuff on her plate I was like hold on hold on I looked I was like oh that's butter and she said but it looks like a flower (laughs) I was like yeah they do that sometimes and she said put it on my roll
2: And I said, well, you don't want me to spread it out, right? she said, no, just put it on top. (laughs) That's what she, she was just carrying the roll around with a little pad of butter on top going, look at this, look at
1: this. (laughs) The the pinnacle of fancy for small children. This event was Mm -hmm. two kinds of noodles and the butter was shaped like flowers. Yeah. They're going to be talking about that for a week. She
2: said that this morning. She was like, I'm going to tell everybody at school about Symposium. Oh my gosh. I was like, you go for it.
0: And Cooper, I'm pretty sure conned me into giving her double desserts. Cause she had a, they had like tiny little brownies and they had some cookies and I saw her with both of them and I saw her eating them, but then she said she lost them. (laughs) And I was like, I think by, and I mean, she told mom, mom was like, oh, you need more. And I think by lost them, she meant I ate them. Yes. But she wanted more. So mom was like, well, baby sis, will take you to go get more desserts. So of course I took her up there. I was like, okay, I guess. And I said, you want a brownie or a cookie? And she said before I had a brownie and a cookie. And I said, did you lose both of them? She said, I lost both of them. I said, um, okay, here's another brownie and a cookie.
1: Not, Now, Riley, you're the one that's going to be the lawyer. I think that there's some wiggle room in her using the word lost there. I, I don't think I, she was wrong. They, they you're right. go a place they, where she can't retrieve them.
2: They are lost now, <laughs> forever. Now, I will say, though, the thing with Cooper is she may have eaten them and was trying to trick you into giving her more. Or they may be under that table right now. <laughs> That's true. I mean that Or in someone's purse or they might be in my purse. (laughs) Because she does do that. Like she'll put things places and she was under the table a lot. She goes under the table a lot. So that's fine. That was good. You can take us out in public. Yeah. You can take us places. To be fair, that's the first time she's been to
0: like a thing with people like in her whole life
2: i mean in her memory in yeah. her memory i mean because the last time she would have done anything like that was pre-pandemic
1: i miss being small enough that it was socially acceptable to just crawl under the table when you're bored with the cu- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just kidding. I don't know i feel like that usually when i go out to dinner it's like okay i'm done here I've i've eaten my food and now we're just supposed to talk and i don't want to do that can i just crawl under the table and wait it out <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: trying that as a grown-up. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. Then you just crawl under the table, and everybody's waiting for you to come back out, thinking like you dropped something or whatever, and they're like, "Nope, I just are, taking some time. Are you okay? Got my switch mm-hmm. down here. Yep. It's good. <laughs> Do you need anything? Nope. Are you sick?
0: I, Mm-mm. The <laughs> best part is that Cooper's so tiny, sitting at a regular sized table half the time i don't even notice she's gone under the table like you don't see her like kind of slide herself under there because i mean we're adults we'd have to like contort our bodies to go under the table she can just kind of like lean back and slide and there she goes and i'll just look around like oh wait cooper's gone and there's no all the adults are here where is cooper it's like oh don't worry she's under the table
2: she's right here they're so different because cooper's like She's doing weird stuff. She's hiding under the table. She's like, she'll pop up between like me and Justin, like just her head and be like, ah, under yeah. the table. And meanwhile, Charlie is like, can I go around the room and introduce myself to everyone? <laughs> yeah. Can I go talk to those people? Who are they? I'd like to go say hi. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were getting all the different kinds of noodles, and one of my classmates was there, and they all know of
0: Charlie and Cooper, of course, but they hadn't seen them in a very long time since our freshman symposium three mm-hmm. years ago um and we were getting food and he said hey charlie it's good to see you and he remembered her there's no way she remembered him and she went hey it's good to see you too i'm charlie McElroy. <laughs> or i'm charlie gail McElroy." and he said i know and he named himself he was like and she said it's nice to meet you <laughs> i was like charlie you're more sociable than i am she i don't is. talk to people like that
2: she asked she said can i just walk around the room and talk to people and i'm like well not by yourself <laughs> you're seven <laughs> you're so, can you see like there's just this they were the only polite small children, seven-year-old
1: wandering around the room saying hi how are you yeah. my name is charlie Gil McElroy. what are you, are you enjoying dinner <laughs> she recognized it as a networking event i think
2: yeah, that's what she was trying.
0: She's going. Have you tried the butter? <laughs> it's shaped like a rose. It's shaped like a rose. Have you noticed?
2: <laughs> I'd recommend that noodle, <laughs> not the other one. <laughs> that one's better. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Anyways. Um.
1: Speak. Uh, I, I transition us. I, I, Taylor. I got. I got nothing. Uh. Um. I. This week I I wanted to talk about one of my favorite anime psychological thriller movies, uh, Perfect Blue. Was, uh, yes, yeah. It was released in 99, uh directed by uh Satoshi Kon who's directed a ton of amazing uh animated movies. Um uh has influenced so many like like mainstream American successes have been influenced by maybe outright just lifted scenes from his work including Perfect Blue. Uh a huge influence on black swan which i think you can see after having watched the movie Mm -hmm. uh it's like a direct scene that's copied in requiem for a dream from perfect blue so very impactful Mm. director and film
2: yeah that was um that that was it's interesting because i had no i knew nothing about this movie going in had never heard of it no familiarity didn't know the plot ahead of time just watched it um and that was one of the first thoughts I had is, oh, this is sort of like Black Swan. Mm. Um, and so I was surprised after I watched it when I was reading, like, oh, OK, that's <laughs> co- that comparison has been drawn a lot. And the I guess the director of Black Swan denies it.
1: No, no. Uh, he, he has met with.
2: Uh, oh, the OK. I, I didn't know yeah it's oh I didn't realize that I thought that was controversial like
1: it's kind of a it's you know not really a a remake it's it's got elements that inspired him but you know I think I think if these were these were movies that were both the same level of famous in the same country that would be a bit more controversial I think that it's kind Mm -hmm. of a here's really creative stuff but it's it's far far enough removed from America that I can just lift from it directly and say oh it was an inspiration
0: yeah 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 justin uh actually was the one that pointed that out um and showed us a little clip that was like this scene from Black Swan right above like playing above the one from perfect blue mm-hmm. um and it was crazy how it, like exact it was yeah there there are multiple
2: scenes that look the same, yeah, <laughs> yeah. very inspirational, clearly, <laughs> yeah which
0: I don't know how I didn't get until one of you all pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait. But uh, that just didn't cross my mind. Although to be fair, I the only time I've seen Black Swan was many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. When I was too young to be watching it and it kinda of freaked me out. Yeah. Um so
2: Well and this Yeah, that was we had to we had to rush Cooper out of the room pretty quickly when I was watching this movie. <laughs> she said, I, what? I'm scared And you said, What scared you? <laughs> I didn't know what I was watching. I absolutely I realized you. I did not I, I move I she she was she's fine. She was not damaged. No, but, she I, was fine. but i But <laughs> I there is I mean, you know, early in the movie you've just got like, you know, pop stars singing and dancing on stage in pretty dresses, so like you know. Well
0: that's how all horror movies start. They all start with something like happy and good. It's like, Well, if we could just stay here for the rest of the movie,
2: that'd be nice, but then we wouldn't be watching a horror movie. <laughs> and there are people fighting and there's blooding and she loves fighting and blooding. She loves blooding. There's a
1: lot of blooding in this movie. Mm-hmm.
2: oh man
0: oh uh, that's towards the end we'll get to it later it was yeah. a bloody moment that i thought was particularly,
2: <laughs> particularly bloody bloody, bloody. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, no she she did not see any of that okay. she saw the very beginning and then i realized like this is not yeah it's hard i i mean i really think it's it's hard for uh kids like charlie and cooper do not understand if i am watching something animated i think they assume it's for kids. I think it's just such a it's such a difference mm-hmm. culturally. Like they they're not used to seeing me watch something animated independently. Mm-hmm. And so they assume like, "Oh, okay, well this is for us." Yeah. It's like, "No, absolutely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> not for you."
1: Well, that's definitely I mean, the first and I saw Perfect Blue for the first time years ago, and that was one of the first, I mean, I'd watched a lot of anime, but even though anime can have very adult themes and, you know, it can be made for adults, this was the first like work that I felt I saw that was it really is just it is a psychological thriller. It's just using the medium of of animation instead of live action. Like mm-hmm. it you know it, it's it's taking advantage of the medium in some of the ways. Like I don't know if you could replicate it in live action, but I do think that is that is something unique about it, is that it's you know, if you're a fan of of psychological thrillers, you will like this, however you feel about anime
2: yeah well i think it really i mean certainly in in live action movies they are able to accomplish that sense of like what's real what's fake what is our 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 protagonist what are they dreaming or hallucinating or you know and what is real um you can do that with live action but i don't i don't know that it it would ever be quite to the extent that i feel like they achieve with perfect blue Mm -hmm. like scenes where i'm i was watching thinking like what is happening like i you know you feel the character's confusion and loss of sense of reality because you also share it because you're able to do that with animation in a way that you know real human bodies just don't Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean there's that suspension of disbelief with everything that's animated where it's like if you're watching a horror movie that's live action and someone starts like levitating or something i don't know mm-hmm. that like pulls you out of it it's like okay well this has stopped being as scary because obviously this is not like in reality but you already know that when you're watching something animated going in you don't expect it to be like mm-hmm. reality it's it's animation um so it it gives you uh, which i did note when she starts floating at the end mm-hmm. like not floating but like kind of she kind is of floating, floating levitating yeah. um moving when floating strides I was like, if "This were a real live action movie, I just would immediately think that was silly." But because I don't need to worry about what's realistic, this is great. This is
2: whimsical. Yeah. Um, I I also feel like it because I don't know. This is my again, and this is because for me, I I don't watch a ton of animated stuff that's just for adults, but the the fact that it wasn't live action made me actually more nervous it added to the suspense for me cuz i felt like there were fewer rules really? oh okay. i feel like in in the world of animation like because because real people aren't doing this stuff it also makes it feel like the rules of reality are not necessarily applicable mm. and so i felt like everybody was a little less safe and the stakes were higher because I don't know, but that was my sense, like mm-hmm. uh, just because of the way I experienced the medium, like oh, anything could happen. Oh, this could get really bad. Like, yeah. you know, maybe maybe she is murdering people. I don't know. Like, anything could be happening, right?
1: Yeah, well, I do think that. I mean, especially when things. I guess I should give kind of a the briefest synopsis because it's, it's yeah, a oh lot. yeah, but, yeah. It's, uh, it's basically the story of a, a a young pop star who's making the transition, sort of leaving her pop star idol past behind to transition into a serious actress and she's sort of is going through a bit of a breakdown as this is happening because she, she has a stalker there's this other uh there's a website that's sort of presenting itself as her there's a lot of stuff that's kind of messing with her sense of self as she tries to make this transition in her career and in her own persona uh and there's just the the gradual breakdown of of her as she changes um and there's a a lot more to it than that that happens alongside of it. But I do think that that's like there's kind of a moment where you, you the the cutting that they do, like when they keep going back and forth between the artificial cuts of like the movie filming and then her mm-hmm. life, and keeps like redoing it, where you really mm-hmm. just kind of lose hold on any sense of reality. That I do think that would be hard to replicate in a mo- in like a live action sense. Like you just mm-hmm. don't really know what how long have we, have we not been seeing reality when in fact you've been seeing reality the whole time?
2: Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. And that, I think what's clever is it, to, you know, expand on the plot a little bit. The, the show she's filming that she has now gotten hired to act on is like a murder show, mm-hmm. like a, reminding me of like a CSI kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that the vibe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so there's people being murdered on the show. There are people being murdered around her. And so, like, the whole thing becomes even more difficult to follow. Like, who? wait, did, hold on. Who just died? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that real? Um, which is a really clever way of doing that, I thought.
1: Yeah.
0: Which, you know, you say that, like, and I agree, you couldn't get that same sense of, like, blurring the lines as much with a live action movie between what's real and what's fake. And, said you said that it's, like, a little bit more... Scary for you because there are no rules of like when there mm-hmm. are live action people, but this is the only, uh, this is the first movie I have seen that is an animated movie that is a horror movie. I feel like that the animation medium is not used as often for stories like that. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just you know not uh, well, aware of. It's them. just not. I um, mean, I think it's cultural. Well, not here. here. Sure, yeah, sure. Um, but I don't know why people here don't take advantage of that as much because i feel like it is a good medium for for telling scary stories and, and horror movies and thrillers and um i don't know i, I yeah I, that definitely is a cultural thing but mm-hmm. i don't know why here people don't do that more
1: well I, I think we're i mean we're getting there but it's always you know you get like indie movies or like shorts mm-hmm. that are animated that are scary there's a really great like some of the segments in like the ABCs of death that are animated that I think are really well done but I do I like that it just it is take it takes itself seriously in what it's doing and that's that was the director's vision you know it was kind of like I could make uh like I have a budget for like a B-rate live action film or like an A-grade animated film I would rather make this movie animated than live action
0: mhm yeah
2: well and it really like if you have, if you if your story is compelling enough, which it is, then, y- you know, the whatever the medium is, you're going to be able to connect with people. But I really think it adds to this, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. I mean, I guess if you draw a direct comparison, it would be Black Swan. Yeah. Like, it, what would this look like if it was live action? I mean, obviously, slightly different plot and everything, yeah. Yeah. but it would look very similar to that. Um
1: well, and I, I mean, i I don't know. I think specifically for the the way that this presents itself, I mean, using this kind of female idol character as your main character in an in animation, I think adds another layer to it because of just how, I don't know, like, you know, how much people love their, you know, their animated girlfriends, and like that this character is sort of, Idealized by all these men, these male fans that she has. I mean, I think using a cartoon character for that—somebody who really is like—they don't exist in reality. They're they're just there to fulfill mm-hmm. our desires. Like having her agency sort of being questioned in the film is really interesting because it adds a kind of another, a sort of, uh, I don't know, a bit of a thought of how we process, like fictional characters a bit more
2: yeah it does it does and a lot of the um there are moments throughout it where she is in a position especially when she's like nude or partially nude that is like you feel kind of like voyeuristic Mm -hmm. watching the movie Mm -hmm. and i think i have to assume that's intentional Mm -hmm. like you've gotten to know this character but also now we're showing you this image that is a very like stereotypical kind of graphic image you know of mm-hmm. this beautiful young girl who's just here for you to look at and it
1: it's uncomfortable
2: in moments yeah, yeah.
1: well it is because you know in a lot of like anime there's fan service I don't know <laughs> I feel, mm-hmm. let me describe to my sisters what fan service is uh, but you know it's like <laughs> just moments that are kind of purposely like sexy or like you get like an upskirt mm-hmm. shot and it's not recognized in the reality of the thing you're watching it's just there for mm. you that's viewing the cartoon to, like, have a moment of, like, ooh, you know, that was hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it is interesting that this kind of turns the camera back around on the viewer in that sense. Because you are made to be uncomfortable in those moments that would usually be, like, a fan service moment. Like, oh, no. I mean, it, it's true in horror movies, too, right? Like, the, the girl that will get, oh, get her shirt ripped mm-hmm. in a very specific mm-hmm. way so you can see your breasts. And then yes. it's, like... Yeah. Oh, this whore, this girl's being stalked and murdered, but oh, also her boobs are showing. Like, I feel like this movie is purposeful in how it shoots that. That like, you never. It's very uncomfortable in all of those moments, mm-hmm. and it's meant mm-hmm. to be.
2: Yeah, it, that makes sense. Yeah, because it, it it's highlight. It's, it is exploitative, and it like that what she is going through is exploitative, mm-hmm. and that is evident in the way that you're in in you know encountering mm-hmm. it. Um, I want to talk more about exactly. Like, why you like the movie so much, Tay. Why this was something that you wanted to talk about specifically. But before we do that, let's check the group message. Uh, so, here's the thing. You all know me pretty well. And I know you all pretty well. But no matter how well you know somebody, there are always stories that they haven't told you. Everybody has so many stories. There are always more stories, fascinating things about their lives that you may not know no matter how well you feel like you already know them. And that's why StoryWorth exists. It's an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. StoryWorth is is really easy to use. I've used it. Um, Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one. So whoever you'd like to learn more about, somebody that, and again, it can be somebody that uh, is, a, is a close friend or somebody that you want to learn more about that you don't know a ton about already or somebody that, you know, like your like a sibling, a parent, a, somebody that, you know, super well, but, you know, there's other stuff about their life that you just you've never heard those stories. They will email that person a thought provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Um, each uh, unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like something like what is one of your fondest childhood memories? So, just something that you wouldn't typically ask like your dad in conversation. Um, and our dad loves it cuz he loves telling stories. Exactly. So. Um, and this will give you the opportunity this will give your dad the opportunity to tell you a story that isn't about something he saw in the obituaries. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's what our dad does. So, How about sto- yours? <laughs> story Storyworth can fix that for you. <laughs> like like Storyworth fixed it for us. Um, after a year, StoryWorth will compile all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can share for generations. So, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out StoryWorth, what should they do?
1: Get to know your loved ones better and preserve those special moments forever with StoryWorth. Right now, for unlimited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com stillbuffering. That's S-T-O-R-Y-R. W-O-R-T-H dot com slash still buffering to save $10 on your first purchase. Once again, that's storyworth.com slash still buffering.
0: So I got in the habit for a while after I do my my workouts of getting in the car and then I'd have to sit and finish my little protein shake before I could start driving because I just wanted to like kind of get it out of the way because it didn't taste great but I was like I need some protein this quick way to get it I guess not the best most flavorful thing but I'll just chug it I'll get it over with another story that dad shared that I learned from him a trait mm-hmm. we share um and I was like you know what I need to find something that gives me this same protein but tastes good I need to find something that I actually will enjoy consuming after a workout and that's why I started eating magic spoon It's not an actual spoon. That's the name. It's cereal. But it's called... That makes more sense. Yeah. I didn't eat eat it with a spoon. With a spoon. Yes.
2: Or sometimes I just
0: eat it dry with my hands.
2: Because
0: that's also good. Those Um, are
2: both fine. We won't tell you how to
0: eat Magic Spoon. You decide. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And that's because Magic Spoon has no sugar. And it has 13 to 14 grams of protein. So it's something you can... It tastes great. And you can feel good about eating it. And like I said, I replaced my protein shakes that I didn't enjoy drinking as much was something I really like snacking on and eating. Um, And it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So fits all of your needs if that's something that you uh, need to be aware of. And all the flavors that I mentioned, you can uh, build your own box of a custom bundle. Choose from flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies, and cream, and maple waffle.
1: Mm. which sounds
0: delicious. I have to say personally, I do like the fruity. Um, that's my favorite, but they all are great. Um, there are lots of combinations like mixing the cocoa with peanut butter. Tastes like a peanut butter cup. Lots of great combos. You can try in there. I bet the blueberry maple waffle would be good. They'd be like blueberry waffles. Oh, that would be good. (laughs) That'd be good. Um, and it tastes exactly like all the cereals you love from your childhood, but it's super nutritious. So you don't have to feel like you're eating all that sugar. Um, in the morning to start your day. So, Tay, if our listeners want to check out Magic Spoon, what
1: should they do? Uh, go to magicspoon.com buffering to grab a custom bundle of cereal. And be sure to use our promo code, Buffering, at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of cereal at magicspoon.com buffering and use the code buffering to save $5 off.
2: So Tay, uh, aside from the fact that I mean it's a really good movie, mm-hmm. it's really well done, and it it also like as not just a psychological thriller, but as like a murder mystery. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know what was happening until the end. Yeah, like it really. I mean, I at least for me, I mean, maybe you all figured it out, but <laughs> no, it it succeeded for me. Like, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know what the result was going to be, who who committed the murders, and what was actually going on with our main character. Like, was any of it what was real what was Mm -hmm. fake i I really was confused um but aside from those like obvious reasons why why did you pick this movie
1: well um i mean it made a huge impact on me because it was kind of a combination of two things that i love i've always loved horror movies and i also love anime Mm -hmm. and i also think that it's sort of it's you know in the way that we just talked about with like you know I don't know, I idols, like cartoon idols, like it's a bit of a self-aware send-up of that, but also in the horror movie genre. I love like, like that's why I like Scream so much because it's kind of, it's self-aware. It it knows the medium that it's, pl- that it's set in and it's mm-hmm. playing with those tropes. I think if you kind of look at it through that scope of like the final girl, um, mm-hmm. who, you know, there's certain rules you have to follow to be a final girl. You know, you have to be innocent. You kind of have to be like like the the protected like loving one and and really this is sort of a send-up of that because as she starts to establish herself and maybe like lose her innocent good girl image uh she I mean that's the thing that kind of saves her is her ability to fight for herself to defend herself to like allow herself to become a a new version of her and I I think it's Mm -hmm. it's sort of it's smart how it Takes on that kind of final girl innocence idea and sort of turns it around, mm-hmm. um, gives gives the final girl agency in her her own existence.
2: Um, it is nice too that like because, I mean, for a while, I mean, I was I the only one who was like fooled for a while. Like I did think maybe she was murdering people or like oh yeah had two personalities that yeah like she killed her own fish maybe like yeah. i mean
0: what <laughs> okay <laughs> i think they do a good job of of wanting wanting you to think that okay like I, the, wanting to trick you in that way because i mean then they subvert it and they want to they want to get you
2: mm-hmm. well i i just want to make sure it wasn't just me like no, I, no, I really no. was yeah <laughs> which again may have been informed by the fact that i kept thinking like oh this is like black swan mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but uh but i kind of i like that they didn't end up Like, that wasn't the solution. I mean, I guess we're sort of spoiling the movie. That's not what's going on. Um, And I I like that, though, because I feel like the idea of a young woman sort of being forced into one mold, realizing it's not right for her and wanting to go a new direction and, like, having to take chances and work hard to, to do that, even when there's pressure not to... I feel like that the idea that that would immediately cause um, her to like murder people, you know, <laughs> like that she wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, like right. that. Of course, it would be stressful. Of course, it you would have to like process it. Of course, that at times that could, you know, cause you to second guess and question. But it's not necessarily something that she couldn't achieve. It is something she can achieve. And she does by the end, which is sort of like you said, more like a horror movie where like, she is tough and strong enough by the end, even if she was the good girl, the quiet girl, the bookish girl, whatever mm-hmm. the, whatever our typical hor- horror movie final girl usually starts out to be.
0: It's like that, uh, like good for her, like thriller movie trope. that are movies <laughs> like, um, um, Oh, what was the one with the, Oh, that just came out. I, I, this is an awful bit of content, but it's the one where the woman like inherits all the, the knives out. Yes. Yeah. Like that kind of movie. Um, or or Gone Girl or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like the woman is, it's not your stereotypical final girl of a thriller movie, and um, she still gets that moment at the end of like that. Oh, good for her. She got mm-hmm. she got what her moment, or she got her revenge, or she got whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely falls into that sort of category, I think.
2: Yes.
1: Well, the oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna go slightly different topic. So say what you're saying.
2: Well, I was just gonna say the the problem was not her. Yeah. yeah, the problem was outside her, which yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: because like, uh, you know, it's sort of more to the, the spoiler point, you, this there's a web, which, another smart thing about this movie is it predicted toxic internet fandom long before it became a problem. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> that's, that's true. true. Because, uh, you know, the computer is sort of introduced as this n- new thing that the internet is this new thing that people are interacting with in this movie. I mean, this is 99, this is, you know, pretty early on and like, The internet days so uh there's a website that's sort of a fan page for her as a pop idol that has a diary that is presented as if she's writing it and it starts to cause this break one of those sort of suspicions that you think she's the one behind it is she reads it and sometimes seems to be longing like like i wish this was me or what would the other me be doing right now the me Mm -hmm. that would have stayed as a pop idol and it sort of presents this other her. You, you find out somebody else is writing this that's close to her, that's sort of obsessed with her. There are a couple. There's also like a stalker that's being manipulated to fulfill the, you know, uh, like you know, other people are doing this, not mm-hmm, her. But, mm-hmm. but I think that that's a whole other element that the, the her on online and like the her in other people's minds is this thing that she can't control and that's threatening her existence as herself, which I think is really only a thing that we've started to talk about recently <laughs> as far as mm-hmm. your your online persona versus you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I guess watching it to me, it's like that was very identifiable as like a, a realistic thing. But when you said that, that that was before the, the, that kind of Internet usage was a thing, I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that because I'm watching it, you know, for the first time through today's eyes. Um that's really interesting that, that that existed in that form that feels so accurate yeah. to today before that was as common
2: I mean, yeah, yeah that that's really true because that um I hadn't even thought about that. I, it didn't occur to me when I was first watching, and she was really struggling. And they were the way they were talking about the internet. I was <laughs> yeah. like, "What is happening? Oh, this is ninety nine. Okay, yeah." <laughs> I had a moment of like, what, "Is this a world where there's no internet, or what is the?" <laughs> yes, pre 1999, yeah. Yes,
1: <laughs> but but I mean, the the idea that the perception that other people have of you through social media can destroy you, and in this movie, in a very real sense, that's a very that was a very like smart prediction Mm -hmm. on where we'd go in society Mm -hmm.
2: or or that like the you that is most desirable or valuable or should exist is not up to you Mm -hmm. like the idea like i know you want to do this new thing for you and this is a choice you've made but everyone else has decided otherwise and so we're going to kill the new you in order for the the old you to continue to survive because we liked it better mm-hmm. yeah. which oh. i will say that that final scene too that well the fi- not the final scene but like the sequence when uh she's being chased and you know uh roomie is the character's name i get we're just spoiling the movie aren't we yeah it's, i mean
1: i mean it's
2: i think with with movies that have been out for a certain amount of years <laughs> i think that's okay right yeah
1: <laughs> you had 23 years to see this movie
2: yeah. that's a good point uh when she is is chasing her and as she keeps looking back at her she's she's fluctuating between her real self or this vision mm-hmm. like she's chasing herself mm-hmm. but her pop idol self is chasing her new self um when she is floating towards her and like sort of leaping from building to building gracefully and then she's carrying an umbrella <laughs> yeah yeah um, and that that whole sequence I was thinking about like Oh my God, this is supremely upsetting. like it is it's it's creepy, it's disturbing, it's scary, it's intense. Um, and it really is in a way that like because she is being pursued in a way that it's unrealistic. like there's no way this person could have followed her through this, but it, I don't know I, I just thought it was so well done mm-hmm. and upsetting and I really didn't know where we were going. she also she also seemed like the size of her like she seemed really tall. Mm-hmm. And like larger than the other, like the perspective kept skewing. I don't know. I just found it very effective.
0: Well, and that sequence had that scene I mentioned that was like, I thought the blooding was particularly like (laughs) gross. Because it just kind of like you hear like a, a stab, I guess. And then there's nothing and then it's just kinda all at once like
2: <laughs> like blood. <Yeah. laughs> just all at once. Yeah. Um, but it that's also not really how blooding works, but <laughs> well, Sydney. <laughs> that's, that's some good anime blooding. <laughs> People don't
0: float either float float either. That's true. Um but the Taya, I hadn't even thought about it until you described it earlier, but it had one of those uh like fan service moments you were talking about right there, as she's kinda like stumbling away and mm-hmm. she bends over mm-hmm. and like her skirt you know what I mean? Like you see like her mm-hmm bottom her her butt if you will yes you see under her skirt but i mean it's not like in a in a particularly sexy way uh, because she is like literally stumbling away as she is bleeding into the street like it's very like gruesome um but i thought that was interesting that you get that moment that's like oh wait why are we going here now but now that Mm -hmm. you describe that sort of like idea that makes a lot more sense that that was uh that moment was there
2: yeah yeah i think i think those and then that a couple of the different scenes where she is up on the stage, like she does like the filmed like stripper scene, mm-hmm. but then like there are a couple of references to that where like her shirt is torn open mm-hmm. and she's like sort of falling, kind of gracefully with her head thrown back. And mm-hmm. I mean, and it's very like, and it's in a scene of sexual assault and violence, and you know, it's it's upsetting, but like it's clearly the way that it's depicted. It's like oh oh okay I yeah yeah it's very uncomfortable
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting in the sense that, you know, her going from pop idol to an actress, an actress seems to be the thing that she desires to do, but she's still kind of moving from commodity to commodity in the way that people treat her, mm-hmm. which is a bit like, as I think that the movie kind of ends on a, I don't want a positive note, that's a bit of a stretch, but you feel like, oh, good, she's she's allowed to be herself, but there is still this sort of, like, frame around it of she's still... She's just changed into some the the something else that is meant to be viewed and consumed, mm-hmm. which doesn't feel great because of how that was presented to us, you know.
0: Yeah, it was a bit ominous, also that yeah. ending mm-hmm. right there. Uh, I
2: I thought that was ominous, yeah. and, I, and I and I do think like it's it's really on the nose. But I mean, it's true. The fact that she's like, I really want to be an actress, and she gets this teeny teeny part, like with a line, and then like her next chance like okay fine you want a bigger part here's what the scene is and it's you know a really violent sexual scene like mm-hmm. if you want this is this is what you have to go through right. if you want to be an actress which is I mean I, I'm not an actress but I imagine there are a lot of people who pursue that career who would say that feels very fam- not not literally necessarily yeah. but you know what I mean like that is what it takes if you want to be a woman and pursue yeah. that
0: Well, and that putting yourself in those scenes and in those characters messes with your continued sense of, like, reality afterwards, I have to imagine. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. living in that moment multiple times to shoot a scene or shoot a film or a show or whatever, and then trying to separate that, that you just, I mean, live through, it's acting, but, I mean, you did, like, you are having to Mm -hmm. look like you were experiencing this kind of thing and then go back to reality. I have to imagine that sort of feeling that you see in her is, is relatable for a lot of actors as well mm-hmm.
2: um, but you know overall I have to say Tay I was really impressed because um, it I am like I said I don't watch a ton of anime on my own usually because you have suggested it <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was really impressed how I often forgot like it, it just felt like a really well done horror psychological thriller and I I the medium was not so much like the big thing. For, I don't know. I always found like that was a bit of a barrier for me, to be mm-hmm. completely honest. Mm-hmm. And I know I always take a lot of flack for saying this on the internet, but it just is. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of animated stuff with my kids. I tend to have this sort of break in my brain, like, okay, now the kids are asleep. It's time for adult time. I want to watch some live action, mm-hmm. you know, humans doing stuff. Um, <laughs> and, and I know that's my own thing. I, I'm not, this is not judgment, but like I really, this transcended that for me.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you feel that way. And I mean, you know, I've I've made this argument before on this show about how sometimes the best form for something isn't always a live action film. You know, sometimes the yeah. comic is at its best in its original form as a comic, and it's really about using like different mediums offer up different advantages, and so taking advantages of that that what that medium has to offer is how you make something good. And I think that this isn't just it happens to be animated. It's purposely animated mm-hmm. and the animation is is making it better than it could be in ways that, you know, film couldn't reproduce. I mean, even like the way that people are drawn, like you mentioned, like the one character getting sort of taller when she's chasing her. But even like mm-hmm. the distortion of faces that suddenly mm-hmm. happens, yeah. that kind of is creepy, you know, like the way yeah, like, eyes unsettling. sometimes seem too far apart on the face, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that you just you couldn't. That's that subtle weirdness that just couldn't be there. Have, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's meant to be an animated film. Every now and then, I, I see like a an article pop up that's like a perfect blue live action remake is under under, you know.
2: No. But
1: I was like, no, please don't don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> just well, it's not needed.
2: It, yeah, it's perfect the way it is. Like, why yeah. would you? You know. Well, again, it's like you said earlier, it's not exactly the same.
0: But if you wanted to see this kind of general story in live action than watch black swan <laughs> which
2: is you know which is also an excellent movie this yeah, wasn't me yeah. saying you know but um the the only other thing i, I did to, before we were done uh i really appreciated that when you figure out who the murderer actually is and the, especially the reasons she's doing it she was a former pop idol mm-hmm. that i mean like it i mean what i the sense i get is like society got done with her mm-hmm. she got old she yeah. was less attractive we're done with you now you don't get to, we're not going to celebrate you and love you anymore because you don't look like we want you to look. So we're done with you. Taylor Swift wrote a song about that. Well, there you go. <laughs> this about is what Perfect she was talking Blue. about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like the, the fact that at the end, she is not, um, I feel like in a lot of American films, she would either be in jail. I mean, she murdered people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she would either be in jail or she would have been killed in that final scene. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Or if she was put into some sort of psychiatric facility, don't you feel like that in American movies, the the trope at the end would be her like tied to a bed, you know? Yeah,
1: Nancy in the craft.
2: Exactly. That was exactly the vision I had. Like something very violent and upsetting and still really negative, as opposed to this person has severe mental illness. Yes, she did these terrible things, but she needs to be in this psychiatric facility because she has this severe mental illness, and she's being treated like a like she is ill. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that moment at the end because yeah. it was like, oh, well, that's that's a very yeah. humane depiction of <laughs> what should be happening in society. I don't know. I just really appreciated that little note, which probably is very normal for I don't know, maybe the Japanese audience, but mm-hmm. in the U.S. It, it isn't. Yeah,
1: and even that the the main character visits her. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, like checks in on her. I don't know, because there is that that level of like, she made the successful transition from pop idol to something else so she can continue on and exist Mm -hmm. and have a career. Uh, Rumi did not. And so that's why she was kind of stuck. And that's once again, I don't think it's a happy ending. I think there's other stuff there that's still kind of depressing about the system that these women are stuck in. But Mm -hmm. I do like that, that there's this sort of weird solidarity at the end between them.
2: Mm-hmm. and she brings her flowers so that yeah. she can continue to imagine herself as a pop idol mm-hmm. yeah no i agree it's not happy but it is more humane it's more peaceful yeah 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 well thank you tay thank, yeah thank, thank you, you. I, I did really enjoy
0: watching this and mm-hmm. it is something again i say this a lot with uh, things both of you bring um something i never would have watched probably otherwise mm-hmm. cause just because i didn't know it existed
2: yeah
1: same um, here so I thank That's you really happy uh, but of course, for any, once again, anybody that checks it out because of this massive content warnings, there is mm-hmm. v- violence, blooding, <laughs> sexual content. It's a deeply uncomfortable movie sometimes.
2: Yeah, like sexual assault scenes. Um, yeah. And yeah, so definitely be aware of that. It's uh, subbed and dubbed, so uh-huh. whatever you prefer. Um, all right. Well, what's
0: what's next? So, <laughs> very different direction. Um, I was listening to my early 2000s bangers playlist on the way here. <laughs> and um, last Friday night by Katy Perry came on. I realized we had not talked about Katy Perry, even though she was like instrumental in my tweendom. Um, all right. So I thought we could talk about Katy Perry and
2: specifically her album um, Teenage Dream. All right. So, We will talk about Katy Perry next week. Yes, we will. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I like it. We like to keep our listeners guessing. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Got to spice it go. up, right? When you think we're gonna zig, we zag.
0: Yeah. I listen to music other than Taylor Swift. Hey. They even feuded for a bit.
1: That's true. And so, they dressed and then, as
2: food and reunited. There you go.
1: Love that for them. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, uh, thank you, listeners. Um, you should watch Perfect Blue. Uh, c- of course, considering the content warnings that uh, that Taylor mentioned, um, it was it was very excellent, very thrilling. Don't show it to your children.
1: No, yes. not for kids. Not yeah. for kids.
2: This is for grownups. Yes. Um, you should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there that you would enjoy. You can email us at, at org and you can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, Change Your Mind.
0: This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl.
2: I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering, And I, I am, am to...
0: get those
2: nacho fries now? Yes, I am. Oh my god, I'm so
1: nacho fries. I love nacho fries. Too. No
2: so fries. They're fries. They're my fries. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't that good? No.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars. So now he's reading our car manual. We are... So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears.
2: MaximumFun.org